The clock is ticking on the X date. If Congress doesn't raise the debt ceiling to let the government borrow more, the X date is the day the Treasury Department says it won't have enough money to pay all of its bills. The dreaded X date fast approaches. June 1st. June 1st. June 1st. Think of June 1st as doomsday. So what happens if doomsday comes? If doomsday arrives for the United States of America, the largest, most important economy in the world to default would have huge consequences, not only in the United States, but for the entire global economy. The predictions are dire. Markets could crash. Interest rates could spike. People who receive checks from the government might not get them. Right now, we're kind of in a race against time in Washington to raise the debt limit to allow the government to keep paying its bills on time. The X date is 10 days away, and the ticking is getting louder. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Monday, May 22nd. Coming up on the show, what happens if Congress doesn't raise the debt ceiling? This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. Can you kind of lay out the U.S. debt situation for us? Every year, the U.S. government spends more money than it receives in tax revenue. That's our colleague Andy Duran. And so to make up that difference, the government needs to borrow. Of every $4 the U.S. government spends, about one of those dollars is financed with debt. And so... The government is basically always borrowing, and it's borrowing to pay for everything from military spending, Social Security payments, health care for low-income Americans, elderly Americans. It's borrowing to fund scientific program, scientific research. It's borrowing to fund education programs, law enforcement. So that, that money is a key part of how the government pays for everything that it does. The U.S. government borrows money by selling securities, bonds, notes, bills. These are known as treasuries. Lots of people buy them. Everyone from Wall Street investors to foreign governments, retirement funds to everyday Americans. The market is huge, like trillions of dollars huge. So U.S. Treasury bonds are basically the center of gravity for the entire global financial system. You can think of it as the sun of the solar system, if the financial system were a bunch of planets, where because there's so much U.S. government debt available and because it's seen as so reliable and risk-free and because it's denominated in dollars, people everywhere buy it. And then a lot of other financial assets and other types of 
bonds and stocks and everything are evaluated in comparison to U.S. Treasury debt. And the risk that you talk about is kind of like the risk of default. Right. And the U.S. is known for not defaulting, for always paying its debts. Right. Since the United States became a country, going all the way back to Alexander Hamilton when he was the Treasury Secretary, the U.S. has always paid its bills on time. And that is a reputation that means that the entire world believes that when they lend money to the U.S. government, they'll get their money back. All sorts of financial arrangements around the world are premised upon this idea that the U.S. government always pays its debts. They're like the Lannisters. Lannister always pays his debts. Um, I had to Google Lannister. It's from Game of Thrones. Can you explain the reference to me? Uh, so I actually can't, but that is... <laughs> Why not? That is something that people... I have never watched Game of Thrones, but people always use that term, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I actually... <laughs> the U.S. has always paid its debts, but Congress sets a limit on how much debt the government can take on. The debt ceiling. The U.S. is the only major economy that has one. Currently, the debt ceiling is set at $31.4 trillion. And right now... There's this debate in Congress and in Washington about how to lift that limit so that the U.S. government can keep borrowing on global financial markets. Why won't Congress raise the debt ceiling? So ever since Republicans won control of the House of Representatives last fall, Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, has said that it is a priority for him and the GOP to demands a variety of things, including spending cuts in exchange for agreeing to raise the debt limit. It's very simple. For 21 straight years, we spent more than we brought in. No household would live this way and no business... Democrats say the debt ceiling shouldn't be used to get spending cuts. Those need to be discussed as part of the annual budget process. But neither side wants to give ground. And the debate has intensified because the government hit the debt ceiling in January. Since then, the Treasury Department has been doing what it can to keep things going. And since then, they have been using what are referred to as extraordinary measures to keep paying the nation's bills. Although I should note, while these measures are referred to as being extraordinary, they're pretty regularly used at this point as we go through this debt ceiling drama every couple of years. But basically what Treasury is doing is they are more or less essentially just moving money around within the governments to keep issuing debt under the limit and keep paying the nation's bills. If it's you and your rent, you're like, I'm going to buy cheaper things for a little while, so hopefully I can pay my rent. It's a little bit like that. I would say it would be more like, you know, you have a, a retirement account that you pay into, but maybe you have some flexibility to pay a little bit less into your retirement account with the expectation that you'll backfill all of that money. What about at Treasury? How are they feeling? So people I talk to at the Treasury Department, including uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, are very nervous about the possibility that the U.S. could default on its debts. I mean, this is something that goes to the core of the Treasury Department's mission, which is to be a responsible steward of the U.S. economy. And it's stressful and difficult, and they have to do it pretty frequently. 
You know, Secretary Yellen has said that she wishes that the debt limit didn't exist, that she thinks that Congress should do something to change the way it functions so that there isn't this prolonged political process every couple of years that creates this pseudo-crisis on a regular basis. And so, yeah, it's something that I think keeps people up at night. And, you know, as the closer we get to a potential disaster, the worse it gets for the people at the Treasury Department. The last time debt ceiling talks got this close was in 2011. Congress and the White House reached an agreement days before hitting the X date. And even with the agreement, one credit rating agency downgraded the U.S. Even the perception or the concern leading up to a potential default can reduce the creditworthiness of the United States, and that can make life more difficult at the Treasury Department. So when you ask Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen about what she would do in this situation, she will say... And there are a variety of different options, but there are no good options. Every option is a bad option. And The U.S. government processes billions in payments every day from all sorts of people. They have billions coming in and billions going out. And so the X date is the day where Janet Yellen, the people at the Treasury Department say, wow, we don't have the money for you guys. I'm sorry. That day could mean a lot of people won't get paid. And one of them might be you. That's next. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Global X ETFs. Buzz around artificial intelligence is seemingly everywhere. Is your portfolio keeping up? Consider the Global X Artificial Intelligence and Technology ETF, ticker AIQ, which invests in dozens of stocks at the leading edge of this disruption. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. Technology companies can be affected by rapid product obsolescence and intense industry competition. Before investing carefully, consider the fund's objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in the full or summary prospectus at GlobalXETFs.com. Read carefully. Distributed by SEI Investments Distribution Company. If Congress doesn't raise the debt ceiling... The consequences could be enormous. If Treasury misses one of those payments, that could spark a huge sell-off in financial markets. You could have people dumping Treasuries. You could have people dumping stocks. And then you could also have, as people dump Treasuries and the value of Treasuries decline, that could create all sorts of issues among banks, among all sorts of financial institutions that kind of build other financial arrangements on top of this idea that if you lend to the U.S. government, uh, you'll get your money back. How would it affect everyday Americans? So it could affect everyday Americans in a lot of different ways. If you're someone who receives Social Security checks from the government, you may not get your check when you're expecting to get your check. If you are someone who works for a company that works for the government. Your company may not get paid on time, and then you might not get your paycheck on time. 
But then the broader chaos in financial markets that could result from a default could have impacts on the rate that you pay for all sorts of other types of loans. So your rates on credit card loans might go up, car loans, mortgages, all those interest rates might move upwards as there's this larger chaos in financial markets and people become less willing to buy U.S. government debt. And so for everyday Americans, they could see consequences in a lot of different ways. And Treasury is out of extraordinary measures. Are there any other options for the administration? There are a lot of different things that people talk about. One of them, uh, they range from kind of the more wacky sounding, including there's this idea that the Treasury could mint a coin worth $1 trillion and give that to the Fed and use that to pay the government's bills. There's this idea, and President Biden has said that he's considering this, that the administration could invoke a clause of the 14th Amendment, which says that debts shall not be questioned, and say the debt limit as a law is is inconsistent with the U.S. Constitution, so I am going to continue to issue debt and I will continue to pay the government's bills. Another idea is figuring out what bills Treasury will pay. This is called prioritization. If Congress doesn't raise the debt ceiling and the X date hits, the U.S. government won't be fully out of money because it will still have tax revenue. So Treasury could continue paying some of its bills. Andy says the government would likely keep paying its creditors. That means investors on Wall Street or foreign governments would keep getting paid. So something else would not be paid. And that list includes things the federal government pays for, like school lunches and Social Security. And in that scenario, who decides who gets paid first? So this would be a decision made by the Treasury Department and the White House and the president. And so it's almost this Faustian bargain that some people expect that the Biden administration would have to make if the X date were to come, that they would overall try to reduce the chaos and reduce the general calamity that a debt limit default could have, but in doing so, making some kind of painful decisions about who is the most deserving of the limited resources that the U.S. government would have in this situation. Treasury Secretary Yellen isn't announcing any plans about how the administration would prioritize the money. Yellen doesn't want to create the impression that there is some secret plan to save the economy that she can suddenly deploy in this situation and therefore lower the stakes of the entire debate in Congress. The the Biden administration wants to make clear to Congress and to the public that the debt limit must be raised via both the House and Senate in Congress and that there is no real alternative. Is the fact that the economy may be a little vulnerable right now on people's minds? I think certainly, I mean, the health of the economy is always something that people in the Biden administration are worried about both because they're worried about the health of the economy and they want the economy to be healthy, but also it's important for their political standing that the economy not collapse. And so we already are in an environment where the Federal Reserve has dramatically raised interest rates over the last year to fight inflation. Inflation has been a big problem weighing on the U.S. economy and the global economy. And a lot of economists already expect that the U.S. could tip into a recession later this year as it is. And so a really dramatic shock like a debt limit breach would just add to that kind of cloudy picture. All right. So what do you think is going to happen? I think 
they will figure something out. I think the prospect of a default would be so dramatic and so damaging to the United States on the world stage, to the U.S. economy, that I think at the end of the day, they will have to find some sort of compromise. And there already are signs that Republicans and Democrats are inching towards each other in terms of trying to find a mutually agreeable package and for everyone to try and put this behind them at least until two years from now when we get to do it all again. Later this evening, President Biden and Speaker McCarthy plan to meet in the Oval Office to try to reach a debt ceiling deal. That's all for today, Monday, May 22nd. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.